Grind by Investing Caffeine, a podcast designed to wake up your investment brain. This is Wade Sloan, founder of Sedoxy Capital Management, author of How I Managed $20 Billion by Age 32, and lead editor of the Investing Caffeine blog. Well, it's another podcast and another up week in the stock market. Uh, we're entering the second quarter and quarterly earnings are just around the corner. So we really kick into high gear here at Sedoxia. Uh, regardless, the weekly grind appreciates your feedback. So please give us your thoughts by messaging us at info at Sedoxia, S-I-D is in David, O-X-I-A.com, or give us a call at 949-258-4322. Uh, we're going to start today's podcast with our regular agenda of reviewing the financial markets, um, then go over some market moving headlines, move on to a couple of um, individual stocks that are in the news, and then uh, I will uh, get into my weekly rant. Um, So before I jump on to my soapbox, let's go ahead and dive into uh, the weekly performance. So the uh, S&P 500 was up, um, well, all all markets, all the major markets were up this week. It was a, a big week. The S&P was up 2.1%, the Dow up 1.9%, NASDAQ up 2.7%. Um, and after we had that dreadful fourth quarter, um, which was down you know 20% from the peak, uh, the S&P has been up in 12 out of the last 14 weeks um, as we get deeper into 2019. Um, and we've recovered practically all of the losses we saw in Q4. And the S&P 500 is only off by 1.6% from its all-time uh, record highs. Uh, worth noting, the small and mid-cap stocks, the S&P 400 and 600, were up almost 3% for the week, uh, 2.8 to 2.9%. Um, as stock prices rose, um, the 10-year Treasury yield rose also uh, 9 basis points or 0.1% to a 2.5% yield. So what were some of the moving sectors this week? Um, uh, not surprisingly, the defensive sectors underperformed. Um, the healthcare and pharma was down 1%. Uh, gold, which is always a defensive play or usually a defensive play was flat at 0%. And um, as I'd indicated, yields had gone up a little bit and bond prices um, are inversely correlated to interest rates. So bonds were down um, six tenths of 1%. Um, Also, uh, as one would expect on the positive side of the ledger, the higher beta sectors such as semiconductors um, would expect to do well in an up market. So the SOX or semiconductor index was uh, up 6%. Uh, financials also outperformed. If you looked at the broker dealer uh, component of financials, that was up 5.4%. And the broader financials XLF ETF was up 3.3%. Um, oil and other commodities were generally up about four to five percent. Uh, so, what news items were traders focused on this week? Um, 
Well, first of all, we have the jobs number come out on Friday, which came out at a healthy 196,000 um, jobs, which was a reversal of the anomaly that we saw last month was 20,000. Um, and that number obviously spooked a lot of people. So now that we're going to bounce back, um, that helped um, push the market higher for the week. Um, Lyft, you know, the ride handling company was in the news. It kind of stalled for the week. Um, it was down 5% in its second week of trading. Uh, closed at um, a smidge above $74. This is off 14% from its um, opening day high last week. Uh, but the good news for investors is, is uh, the current price is still above the $72 initial public offering price. And the company is still valued at a healthy $21 billion. In other news, uh, we saw border wars heat up. President Trump ordered foreign aid cut to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, saying they had encouraged migration to the U.S. He also threatened to close the Mexican border and threatened auto tariffs on Mexico if the immigration situation doesn't improve. Uh, not surprising, China trade continues. Uh, those discussions continue uh, around six um, that uh, Chinese officials came to Washington. Uh, tariffs remain at the center of the discussion. So far, Trump says the talks are going well, and both sides are aiming for the deal to be consummated by next month. Um, and then finally, we have uh, Brexit. Uh, we have the, the hard Brexit date, which is looming on April 12th. The House of Commons in the UK continues to say no to all of Prime Minister Theresa May's proposals. Uh, eventually, May shifted her tactics, opening negotiations with the Labour Party and seeking an extension from the EU until June 30th, uh, which would mean uh, the UK will participate in European elections. So stay tuned. Uh, switching gears, talking about a couple specific stocks um, that were movers for the week. Uh, Delta Airlines, ticker DAL, uh, up 12% for the week. Uh, this is good news for the economy. Um, they came out on Tuesday and they said they expected first quarter profit between 85 and 95 cents per share, which is above uh, Wall Street analyst's expectation of 80 cents. And um, as the number two airline, uh, they also said they expect operating revenue to rise about 7%, which was higher than the 4 to 6% that they had forecasted earlier to investors. Uh, the other name I wanted to talk about this week was Constellation Brands. It's not exactly a household name. Uh, the ticker is S, T is in Tom, Z is in Zebra. Uh, it's, the company is valued at $37 billion with a B. And uh, the reason it was up 10% for the week is they reported their fourth quarter results, which came in better than expected. The company also announced an agreement to divest around 30 of its wine and spirit brands and related facilities for $1.7 billion, uh, which they'll use the proceeds to um, pay down uh, their debt and leverage. And so for those of you that don't know Constellation, you know, they own uh, brands such as 
uh, Corona and Modelo, and they have you know lots of other wine and spirits. And uh, they also bought a Southern California um, craft brewery called uh, Ballast Point. They paid a billion dollars for that. So for those of us um, um, beer lovers, uh, we're very familiar um, with that San Diego brewery. But they also might have, you might have also heard of their $4 billion um, cannabis investment into Canopy Growth um, Corp, which their ticker symbol is CGC. Um, And at this point, we don't really know um, how that's going to shake out as far as Constellation's um, future earnings, because they're obviously making a lot of investments which could dampen. Um, But overall, uh, the results were stronger. They're cutting expenses. the parent company boasted, uh, um, you know, that this divestiture of their lower tiered brand um, is kind of a clearing of the decks, which should help the long term earnings growth and allow them to shed some of their weaker brands. Um, uh, uh, worth noting also is that Sidoxia does not have any um, ownership in Delta or Constellation uh, brands as of now. All right, uh, now we're going to finish up with a weekly rant. Uh, I've worked up an appetite this week as I prepared for uh, my rant. And I'll apologize up front to all the vegans because I'm going to talk steak and chicken this week. Anyone who's uh, gone to the grocery store to buy a variety of proteins for a barbecue understands a key factor in determining the amount of meat purchase depends on drum roll price. So if uh, prices, for example, on bone-in ribeye steaks spike higher to, let's say, $14.99 per pound, while chicken prices remain stable at $2.99 per pound, then guess what? I'm likely to buy less steak and more chicken. So the same principle applies to stocks and bonds. Um, In the world of stocks, prices are measured by PE ratios or price earnings ratios, while bond prices are measured by yield percentages. Uh, PE ratios are measured in various ways, but if we look at PE ratios on a trailing 12-month basis for stocks, or the, excuse me, the overall stock market, um, PEs are between about 18 and 19 times earnings. If you look at the PE ratios based on a forward or future 12-month basis, um, they're a little bit lower at about 17 times earnings. So that's stocks. But if we are analyzing bonds, the most common tool used for measurement of bond prices is the 10-year Treasury note yield which currently stands at 2.5%. So the big question is, is how do we compare an average PE ratio for stocks of 18 times earnings to a bond yield of 2.5%? It's kind of apples and oranges. Uh, So this is very important. Um, And not many people talk this basic seventh grade math principle and it drives me crazy. Um, 
In order to compare stocks and bonds, all investors need to do is take the inverse ratio or reciprocal of the PE ratio to come up with a stock earnings yield percentage. Um, that way we can compare it to a bond yield percentage. So to hammer home the point again, when you ever hear the term yield, yield is interchangeable with the word percentage. Therefore, a bond yield is a bond percentage, or a stock earnings yield is equivalent to a stock earnings percentage. Therefore, if we take the inverse of the um, average 18 times earnings PE ratio, that's 18 over 1. If we take the inverse of that, we get 1 divided by 18, or 5.6%. So what this tells us is the average PE stock is earning 5.6% and the average bond is earning 2.5%. I'll say it again. The average stock in the S&P 500 is earning 5.6% in this example and the average bond is earning 2.5%. So if you don't feel comfortable with using a government treasury at 2.5% as a proxy, fine, then um, you can just use the aggregate bond market ETF, ticker AGG, which is yielding 2.7%, or the Vanguard total bond market ETF, ticker BND, which is yielding 2.8%. No matter what you use, it really doesn't make much of a difference now. What all this tells you is that stocks are about two times as cheap as bonds because you're getting a yield of 5%. 0.6% versus the 2.5 to 2.8% for bonds. It's true, you could generally argue that stocks should have higher earnings yields or lower PE ratios and cheaper prices because stocks are much more volatile than bonds. But remember, um, if history is ever a um, proxy or lesson, uh, it teaches us that the current roughly 5.6% earnings yield on stocks should about double to more than 10% over the next 10 years if history repeats itself. Um, and this is based on the S&P profit growth compounding at a 7% growth rate. So now um, if we fast forward using history as a guide, you're comparing future 10% earnings yield versus the 2.5%, which never changes on that 10-year bond. Um, what does all this yield and inverse PE ratio exercise tell you? It tells you what I've been saying and writing about for years. If bonds are stake prices and stocks are chicken prices, then stocks are very attractively valued relative to bonds today. And if you don't believe me, just listen to Warren Buffett. And I tweeted his multi-hour interview on CNBC about a month or so ago when he commented on the attractiveness of the overall stock market. And he said that stocks are very attractive given where interest rates are. So I'm not saying that uh, bonds should not be invested in. Uh, for diversification purposes, um, we extensively use bonds at Sedoxia in our client portfolios. 
but um, that's you know based on client risk tolerances and uh, time horizons or unique needs, um, retirement needs. So we customize that for all our clients. But um, you know, frankly, bonds are not where investors are generally getting the most bang for their buck um, right now. <clears throat> Therefore, we have to get creative in how we get more bond yield and return for our investors. And uh, perhaps this can be a topic for a future rant. So in summary, Unless stake prices, that's bond prices, get cheaper, meaning interest rates go significantly higher, or chicken prices get a lot more expensive, meaning stock prices um, spike or earnings collapse, then stocks will continue to remain a lot more attractively priced than bonds. So there you have it. Uh, well, this concludes my weekly rant and another edition of the Weekly Grind podcast by Investing Caffeine. Thank you again for listening. And before I sign up for the week, I want to thank our executive producer, Kevin Weaver, for providing all the technical expertise of, of the Weekly Grind. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. So shoot us a message at info at or give us a call at 949-258-4322. Enjoy your weekly grind, and I'll see you again next week.